Okay, this has been a fascinating week. Of course, Apple had their media event where all sorts of things happened. And to talk about it, we have Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books. And a bit later, Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, who famously owns a very expensive watch. And I'm going to ask him if he's going to replace that with the Apple Watch in the 18-carat gold version. We'll ask that of Brian. Adam, let me get you on first and ask you, would you buy an Apple Watch, even though it's not called iWatch? (laughs) Yeah, I I would buy an Apple Watch. But to be fair, I would buy one because of what it is I do. It's a business expense for me. It's It's the same reason why I'll be buying an iPhone 6 right away. I simply need to know about it. In that respect, I think I'm unusual. I certainly am not generally a fashion watch guy. Um, I have a pair of watches sitting here on my desk, a one Pebble and uh, the other a Garmin 620 GPS watch. But I don't wear watches as a matter of rule and certainly haven't over the last 10, 15 years. Um, just started to get back into the habit with the, uh, with the Pebble. But you famously have it sitting there. It's not on your wrist. It's not on my wrist right now, no, in part because what I love about the Pebble is the bringing notifications from my iPhone to my wrist when my iPhone is in my pocket. If I'm standing at my Mac and my iPhone is sitting on the desk in front of me, there's just no reason to have the watch on as well. You know, it's interesting here. I'm looking at a story in Mac Rumors as we speak. First, iPhone 6 and 6 Plus shipments reportedly land on U.S. soil, and you see this big plane and you think... You know, Apple's big enough. They just lease planes to ship their stuff around the world. Probably the the biggest. Uh, so those big announcements where they're you know trying to get as many th- devices here as possible. Yeah, they do. I understand they're probably taking over the shipping chain for a couple of weeks. So <laughs> if you ordered something from Amazon Prime or something where you get two day delivery, probably Jeff Bezos will have to come to your home to get it to you. Otherwise, during the first couple of weeks that the iPhone six is out. You won't be able to get it on time. We're, we're pretty good friends with our UPS guy. And so the iPhone always comes via UPS for whatever reason. And so I always make a point of asking him or, you know, how many he's gotten and how many sort of have come into the office because they're always fascinated by this. You know, the, when they get, you know, a couple hundred identical packages to, from Apple to deliver, they know something's up. Let's get into more about the announcements and everything. Back to the Apple Watch. Now, you make the point. You write about technology. You'll get one. Maybe you won't buy the expensive one. You'll buy the basic one because it has all the features. 
and you'll pick whatever color or size that you want. But looking at this the way Apple has pictured it, which is not a cool tech gadget, but really a kind of a fashion statement. You know, people are going to spend money for a watch. Well, might as well buy an iWatch. Do you think that regular people who may already own Apple stuff would even look at an Apple Watch unless that's part of what they do for jewelry, for fashion statements? It's an interesting question. I think that adoption will be a little slow. I mean, they said that the inter, you know the low end price will be $350. So that's a good bit more than the low end iPhone. So I think that there will be a lot of people who will balk at that price and will just say, "Hey, you know, yeah, I might get one when the price comes down to 250 or after they've worked out the bugs in the first model, that kind of thing. I entirely respect that. I, I think this is far from a must-have device. That said, I think it does hit pretty well in terms of the geek chick, you know, where you want the coolest technical gadget. At the same time, while it's, it's, it's pretty, it's not really going to compete for the people who are serious watch geeks, the people who really care very deeply and have their little cases with automatic winders and all that, you know, people who spend hundreds or even thousands of dollars on uh, you know, these handcrafted Swiss watches. It looks good, don't get me wrong, but when you see it next to some of those, you, it's pretty clearly not in the same league. Well, that makes a lot of sense. But remember also, they said that people wouldn't spend $399 for a digital music player at one time. That was like back in 2001. So you never know. And also, the Apple mystique and having so many different sizes, styles, whatever, that might attract more people than you think. It will definitely help. But still, if you're starting at $350 and going up from there, that's a pretty pretty serious luxury purchase. And it's not really going to do anything that your phone won't do. It's just going to do it in a different place. You know, don't get me wrong. I think this is cool as all get out. But, you know, when it comes right down to it, it's going to be a luxury optional purchase. Whereas an iPhone, for instance, these days is essential to many people. They really could not do their lives without an iPhone. And so there's nothing wrong with that, but I do think it's going to mean a slower uptake initially. Also, I do think that there's, you know, it's going to be enough different, you know, that Apple put a great deal of emphasis on how they had really designed the interface and the controls to be appropriate to the watch. But people aren't going to just necessarily take them at their word for that, that people are going to want to see one. They're going to want to play with it. They're going to want to try it. I think people are going to flock to Apple stores to try these things. Uh, whether they'll buy them site, you know, when that, once they've had a chance to is another story, but it is definitely one of those things where people are going to want to want to try it before buying. I am not going to make any guesses. You know, we can say, look, the iPhone 6 will be a huge sellout and we can see a lot of things <laughs> converging towards that direction. But Apple Watch is a long-term thing. And I kind of expect that when you get to the 18-karat gold version, we're somewhere in the five figures in terms of pricing. Your guess is as good as mine, but it ain't going to be cheap. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, as it, we'll see. And Apple, I think, has done a good job of providing a lot of options, all the different bands, all the different styles of bands. Um, you know, that's one of those things like the Pebble, for instance. Yeah, you can get new bands for it. But 
you have to go to that effort. You know, that it, the, the band it comes with is kind of cheesy. The way that Apple is sort of allow, you know, allowing the mixing and matching and providing the two different sizes. I mean, I think that they, you know, I read an article by someone who is a serious, you know, watch person. And he was saying that, you know, the sizes Apple has picked are actually really well thought out because at, was it's 38 and 42 millimeters. And he said, either of them is actually appropriate for either a, a man or a woman. Um, and so it's more which you prefer. He said it, he actually thought it would have been worse if Apple had gone for like a 35 and a, and a, and a 45 or something like that, where it would have been clearly this huge, chunky guy watch and this really thin, petite woman's watch. I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever tried this, but I, every now and then I'll, you know, try, I'll, Tanya, I'll have a watch and I'll put it on my wrist and it will look funny. You know, a woman's watch looks funny on a man's wrist and vice versa, whereas Apple has has provided two sizes that, at least according to this guy who I will take as an expert, really do not scream guy watch or what female watch. Well, also, if you look at diversity here, you know, the lines are blurry anyway, but let's look at the comparison here in the Steinberg household. Barbara, my wife, is just shy of five feet tall. She weighs 95 pounds, so she's petite. And she wears a little tiny watch. Yeah. Now, maybe she'd wear an eye watch. I don't know. I think for what she does and how she does things, it might actually be a useful thing. Now, I'm six foot two, and I weigh 185 pounds. So you get a sense of the difference in our sizes. <laughs> and I would be perfectly comfortable with probably the larger watch, but it's not that much larger, as you observe. By the way, we're talking about the Apple Watch, which therefore is the product formerly known as the iWatch. And here to talk about it is Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books. Go to tidbits.com to learn more a little bit later. Brian Schaffen of the Mac Observer, who owns a very expensive watch. And we're going to see whether he's going to look at the 18-carat gold version, maybe even sell his watch to finance the new one. I wonder what he's going to do about that. I'm going to ask him. Decisions. Decisions, decisions on the Tech Night Out Live. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Adam Miller here with Midas Resources. Today, September 10th, 2014, gold opened at 1249.40. A one-ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1295.12, 647.56 for a half ounce, or 323.78 for a quarter ounce. That's 1295.12, 647.56, and 323.78. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. 
Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. What good is a big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Thank you, Adam Inks, for that great segue. You led me into that carefully. I don't know what I would do in terms of this, Adam, whether I would buy an Apple Watch. Now, I keep wanting to say iWatch because I got so used to using that term. But I don't know. Again, as you say, there's no function on it that you pretty well can't do with an iPhone. Except, of course, it's more convenient. It's on your wrist. You don't have to reach in your pocket. And obviously, your pockets are going to have to be a little bit bigger or longer to get those new iPhone 6s in them. (laughs) I'm wondering about the 5.5-inch version. Now, I was able to get a 5-inch Samsung Galaxy S4 in my pocket. A little difficult, but I was able to do it. I wear jeans mostly. And obviously, an iPhone 5S is easy. iPhone 6, I guess, will be bigger, but not that much bigger. 
The 5.5 inch, I don't know, that's going to be a stretch. So Ars Technica, uh, their graphic design guy, made a PDF with templates of the 5S, the 6, and the 6 Plus. And so you could download the PDF, print it on your printer, and cut them out to see. I did that, but I went one step further and you know, channeled my inner, my inner kindergartner, um, cut out a couple of pieces of cardboard in the same dimensions, taped the templates on, and then you know, sort of wrapped them up with tape so they were nice and smooth like a phone would be. And they're roughly the same at the right thickness. It is fascinating to put these little models in your pocket and see how they fit. The 6, yeah, it's bigger than the 5S, but it's going to fit just fine in standard guy jeans pockets. The 6 Plus is going to go in okay, but it's going to be uncomfortable when you sit down because it's going to poke you um, unless your pockets are really deep. Now, I was at a Mac user group in Rochester, uh, the Apple Cider meeting. And so I brought my little models and passed them around. And one guy there had the tactical pants you know, with a special pocket for, uh, for your phone on the outside, a little cargo pocket. The 6 Plus model that I had made fit in that, but it was so tall that he couldn't close the pocket. So he, you know, basically, you know, for everyone who tried it and sort of was, was curious, the answer was, no, it doesn't fit. So if you're a pocket person, if you carry your iPhone in your pocket, go ahead and try it. I mean, I encourage you to test for yourself. Maybe your po- the, pants in, the pockets in your pants are different from all the ones that I've tested so far, but I really don't think this is a phone that you can carry in your pocket on a regular basis. That said, lots of people don't do that, such as most women, because pockets in their clothes are random, useless, and usually small when they do exist. So a woman would have to have a pretty large purse. My wife runs around with these really tiny purses. She can barely get her makeup in there (laughs) and stuffs her iPhone 5C in there with a little bit of difficulty. But if it's getting to the point where she'd have to consider a larger iPhone, I don't think it would be her thing. And as a matter of fact, as much as they tried to claim the iPhone 5C was not successful, which is, of course, not true, it is still in the lineup as we expected as the free iPhone. Yeah. And the iPhone 5C is a little larger than the, than the 5S, a little larger, a little heavier. And so that that's about as big, if that's as big as you can go, the 6 is going to be larger. Yeah. Um, my wife has the same problem, not with the purse, but uh, she has running shorts that have these you know, zippered pockets at the small of the back, which is a great place if you want to run with your phone to, you know, just, to just to have it with you. Um, it's a great place to put it because it doesn't bounce around. But those pockets, she already had trouble when she went from the, um, the iPhone 4S to the iPhone 5S. And you know, some one or two pairs of shorts sort of dropped out of being usable at that point. And you know, this, if she has to go to the 6S in another year and it's the same size as the 6, she's going to have even more troubles. Similarly, the bag, the little under seat bag um, she uses on her bike, it's really small and her phone just barely fits in there as it is. So, you know, I think there's going to be a bunch of people who are perturbed by that. And, you know, as someone pointed out at the meeting, if you want a case on your phone, that's just going to make it all the bigger. So particularly with a 6 Plus and a case, it's going to be pretty pretty beefy. Also consider the fact here that a woman could still get a holster case. <laughs> I mean, that might be the thing for the 5.5 inches. But I have another issue to consider here. Now you get the iPhone 6 Plus, 5.5 inches. And then you start thinking, Apple designed it, by the way, to look more similar to the iPad, as you'll notice. 
Now, do you think some people who might have purchased an iPad Mini will look at the iPhone 6 Plus? And obviously, the screen's a lot smaller, but consider it a compromise device. Absolutely. And I think that's actually the goal behind one of the two big goals um, behind these larger screens. One of the things that one of the reasons why these larger screened phones have been so popular in Asia, I've heard analysts uh, talking, Ben Baharan in particular, is that people there tend not to have as many devices. So if, we, if you have an iPhone and an iPad and a Mac, you're going to pick the screen size that's appropriate for the task if you've got a choice. But let's assume that you, have, you can afford only one device. You're going to go for the phone, no question but you're more likely to go for the big screen phone because it's going to make certain things a lot easier than a small screen phone. And so I think that is one of the huge target audiences for this is the people who only want one device. They don't want an iPhone. It's not really a choice between an iPhone or an iPad, but they're going to get the iPhone and then be unhappy because it is their primary computing device and the extra screen real estate would really be welcome. Now, I think the other target audience, and I've heard this from a number of people uh, in the next generation up from me, um, is that they're buying the 5.5 inch because they need, they need bigger text. They just can't see this stuff. They, they don't want the more data on the screen. They just want the screen to show small amounts of data in large sizes. Well, as a matter of fact, one of my longtime clients, her vision fails her a little bit. She has an iMac, but she makes the screen resolution low so everything's bigger. Yeah. And she asked me about this, and she said if Apple doesn't make a bigger iPhone in the next generation, being this one, she would consider going to Android. But one thing Apple has done here is basically looked at the only advantage Android smartphones have had, the only meaningful advantage. Let's put Apple Pay and NFC on the side for the moment. The only meaningful advantage has been the larger display sizes and Apple just killed that advantage. Yep. And uh, there's just no question that some people will really appreciate that. There's also a technology which I haven't quite wrapped my head around. I've sort of only heard it talked about rather than having, having seen it in iOS 8 called Digital Zoom, which apparently increases the size of some of the things on the screen, again, for this specific purpose. I think Apple took a lot of criticism, entirely justified, and I... I participated in it, for iOS 7 being too freaking hard to see. They, they, they used these really thin fonts, and they, they did all this stuff with text instead of buttons. And there were a lot of people who just couldn't see iOS 7. And I mean, when large portions of your audience are going into the accessibility settings to make the text more bold and do this and do that and do the other thing, that's an indication that you designed it wrong. You know yeah, what? That, Let's go back into that in a moment. We have Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. September is National Preparedness Month, so make it a September to remember by getting your emergency food supply from the Freeze-Dry Guy. On sale this month, our 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit. You'll get one number 10 can each of high-quality Mountain House Chicken Stew, vegetable stew with beef, pilot crackers, plus the highest-quality dehydrated ABC stew, butter and potatoes for a total of 160 one-half cup servings. Retail value $161.41, but not this month. The Freeze-Dry Guy offers the 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit for only $123. 93 save over $37 plenty of protein veggies carbs for energy and tasty hearty storable food with a shelf life of over 25 years call 866-404-3663 free shipping to the lower 48 states click freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663 that's freezedryguy.com hurry the national preparedness month sale and september 30th from the freeze dry guy the finest freeze-dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Summertime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know summer is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for summer specials, including all sizes of colloidal silver, colloidal minerals, and intestinal freedom on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hoodia, and metabolic complex and pro-metabolic, all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and wormwood plus complex, plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes, all on sale for summer at HerbalHealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and look for summer specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988. Herbal Healer Academy.
Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So if you got vision problems, you're saying here iOS 7 wasn't a good mix because things were too thin. Does iOS 8 improve upon that? My understanding is that it does in 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 some ways. Um, I haven't looked at it closely. I haven't looked at an iPhone at all, honestly. It's just one of those things where Apple is doing some stuff to improve that. We'll see how successful it is. I mean, it's one of those things you really got to live with it, too. You can't just sort of look at some screenshots and go, oh, it looks better, it looks worse. So we'll see. But I think they are, they are aware of the problem. And, you know, the fact that they're even coming up with this digital zoom feature says that they understand that this is a, a, a concern for people who are over 45 or 50 their eyes just don't work as well as they used to, and there's nothing they can do about it. And Apple needs to address that because that's a pretty big target audience. Well, I'm in that category without going to specifics. It got a year bigger or a year <laughs> higher on September 9th, the day of the Apple announcement. I'm now 179 years old, but I have no problem with my iPhone 5S reading anything. Now I should point out that I also have reading glasses but that's just a matter of vision. I've needed reading glasses for years, or I have progressive glasses, and I use reading glasses with my contact lenses, so I'm doubling up on the correction. Don't ask me to explain this. They do have such things as contact lenses that are toric, which allows you to use them as bifocals, but I've never gotten into that. Isn't this confusing? I don't know why we got into this. I guess because <laughs> of the problems well, with iOS 7. You have to see these screens. And un- I mean, one of the big things that comes into play, because I'm, I'm in my mid-40s, and I am in just in the last few years, but hitting that age where I can see just fine with my contact lenses, most distances except for that foot to two, and a half, two feet range, which is the reading distance. And so, you know, you can't with, you know, if I'm reading a magazine and while eating breakfast, I can push it a little further away and it's okay. But there's a limit to how long my arms are if I'm using the iPhone. And so I don't have it particularly badly. It hasn't been a problem for me. But boy, you can see where people, someone would have to be putting their reading glasses on just to use their phone, which might be a little annoying. So if there was a way, you know, if it's something just quick and you just need to check something, you're annoyed to have to put your reading glasses on for that thing. If Apple can resolve that by doing something fancy, you know, with the text, then that would be welcome. But look at the I, Apple Watch. I'm going to keep trying to say iWatch. I will say the uh, Apple Watch. You look at that. It's a tiny little thing. Yeah, I, I have no sense of how readable that's going to be for, again, those of us with uh, the, the vision that is starting to fail. It is interesting, though, kind of what Apple chose to include or not include in the Apple Watch. The only thing that I'm actually quite disappointed in is their choice not to include a GPS chip. The reason for that is that I'm a runner and I like, you know, I'm perfectly happy to wear a watch running. I wear I guess, a Garmin 620 when I'm running. But if the Apple Watch is going to track distance and all of that via GPS only when you also have your iPhone on your body, it's a total non-starter for any kind of serious runner. 
just it's too much to carry. I mean, you don't you aren't going to be doing this on a regular basis. Oh, okay, let me you know strap my iPhone on, strap my watch on. You know, it's a little ridiculous, and a little bit better on a, for a biker because you tend to have pockets and you have a bag. But even still, it's you know, sort of you may not want to have your however many hundreds of dollars iPhone with you to be potentially gotten wet or you know, fallen on or whatever. And it's bad enough that the Apple Watch itself is not waterproof. You know, I get rained on fairly regularly, and you know. I'd prefer that what didn't happen to my $350 watch. Let me just interrupt here. I had heard from David Polk's column, he now writes for Yahoo Tech, that yes, it is waterproof. He had you can't immerse us, it, but I think he said you can get it wet. He had said water resistant. Okay. Um, which is one of those things where, right, you can't immerse it, but again, how, how much do you want to test that? So yeah, if it's drizzling, probably not a problem. I'm but sure it's tested it, under those conditions, but don't take it into your bathtub with you. It, you know, and and as I said, he's you know he said don't you know don't take it in the shower with you. Well, I'm sometimes caught in rain, which is being in a shower. So it just it's one of those things where I would like to have some uh, some clarification on that. I'm a little disappointed. You know, I think you know for when you're paying that much money for a watch, it should be waterproof. Doesn't need you know it doesn't need to be a diving watch or something. But you know you should be able to immerse it in water. At, accidentally and not have it die. And so, you know, I think that's a little bit. And this is the GPS, you know, I said I assume they they took it out for battery life reasons that when you have a GPS on, it takes more battery life. We've all seen it in our iPhones. Um, you know, the Garmin 620 watch I have, which is smaller than the Apple Watch, but doesn't have doesn't obviously do nearly as much in terms of other things or having a fancy screen. It can go, my guess is like, you know, five to eight hours of actual GPS use. Then if you shut off the GPS, which it tries to do if you're not using it, um, then it can go, I don't know, some days before it needs to be recharged. So I think there's ways that Apple could get get there, but they don't seem to be able to put all of that together in a single package right now. It's version 1.0. Yeah. We seem to forget that. This is the first version. Yeah. It's and not even version 1.0. All we've, it's version like 0.9. We haven't even seen a final thing yet. <laughs> it's actually version 0.75, I think, because the ones that the journalists got to see at Apple's little special yes. display area there in Cupertino, they were not fully functional. They were doing loop yep. presentations. Yep. Yeah, Apple was 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 not letting anyone actually play with a watch. You could try it on, you could watch it, but or, you know, look at it, but you couldn't uh, couldn't control it. I think they had other they had you know actual devices that the Apple people could could show off, and those so, were specifically designed to work for what they showed, yeah. not everything. But you're also looking at the fact that this is September, and they say early 2015. It's not going to be January. It's going to be February or March. And therefore, with four or five months to continue to fine-tune this thing, those things will be worked on. Yeah, it's an interesting question whether or not they can hit that ship date, or maybe it'll be one of those things where, you know, they they hit the ship date, but in fact, you know, they're not producing them in quantity at that point. Because, I mean, Apple has, I mean, the level of complexity and coordination necessary to produce an Apple product with all those tolerances, because they do a very fine job of, of, of making sure everything is just perfect in the manufacturing, and then doing it in volume, and then getting it to the U.S., 
is it's mind boggling. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them ship in, you know, April, May, even if, you know, things just don't quite work out. I'm guessing March. That's certainly, I mean, they did say early. They didn't actually say, they didn't say winter or spring or anything like that, which they usually say fall. Like with the Yosemite, that's going to be fall 2014. And so, you know, you can kind of make sure that that, oh, it's going to be before November then uh, or before December. You know, you, it's like it's, it's, there's a certain set of months that that is. And saying early, you know, it's going to be before June, I think. That is sort of when that uh, <laughs> early really kind of gets you to. But, well, you know, I'm thinking here, when you, once you get to April, you're getting to the edge and May is really at the edge because then you could say mid 2015. So I mm-hmm. guess they have until spring or shortly thereafter to get yeah. them out. That's quite a bit of time. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, and, and I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they need it. And honestly, it's one of those things where from their perspective, they've done all they've need. They've sucked the air out of the smartwatch market. That was a point made by, one of your colleagues on the previous show. The point here is that once it is available as a forthcoming item, it's on display, you'll see it from four to maybe seven months away. Every other smartwatch out there, <laughs> no one's going to buy it. They want to wait to see the Apple Watch and to see it's, if it's something they want to choose. Right now, you destroy the holiday season for everybody else. Adam Inks doesn't destroy anything. He's just a really gentle guy. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV 
Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even if I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl. Live with Gene Steinberg. Correct me if I'm wrong, Adam Minks. You don't destroy things, do you? Except for maybe taking a piece of paper and tearing it. I periodically like to split wood. It's all it's destruction in the in the name of uh, heating the house. Well, let's not split wood over this. Okay? <laughs> let's all split hairs over this. Well, that's so, why I said wood. <laughs> so uh, the one thing I do, I will say, actually, you know, I said that they, Apple has sucked the air out of the smartwatch market. That's actually not as true now that I think about it a little bit more as it would be in other situations. And the reason is that the Apple Watch requires an iPhone, iPhone 5 or higher. Let's just say you're an Android user and you're a very happy Android user. You're not even going to think about the Apple Watch. You just aren't because it would require changing too much other stuff. If you're going to increase the cost of your switch to an Apple Watch by, you know, adding in, you know, two to five hundred dollars for, you know, the latest iPhone and possibly contract changes and all that, it becomes prohibitively expensive. So I do think that the people who are going to get hurt, much as I feel badly for them, are the people like Pebble. Well, Apple, of course, is doing the lock-in game there, saying you like the Apple Watch, you have to also get yourself an iPhone. Yeah. 
you yeah. know, that's obviously part of the thing. It's part of the ecosystem scheme. They're not going to obviously make that available for anybody else. But let me just segue to something, and I don't know if you heard this or not, and this is interesting. This just occurred to me today. All right. So we know that sometime in the next maybe six weeks or so, we'll be seeing OS 10 Yosemite released. And one of the features of OS 10 Yosemite is this ability to send email with huge attachments. And the scheme is it uploads it to iCloud. So you can send like five gigabyte files. It used to be, you know, 10, 15, 20 megabytes, and your email system would say, uh-uh, you can't do this. All right, so in theory, all it involves here is if you send it to somebody who's not using Yosemite, there's a link there. Otherwise, very complex link. Otherwise, it looks like standard icon for an attachment in Apple Mail, okay? This requires Apple Mail to accomplish. Now, this is the mail drop feature, by the way. Now, someone who's using a Samsung smartphone told me that the link wouldn't work on their Samsung, which surprised me because we've been sending out free eBooks to subscribers to our Paracast newsletter for people interested in our paranormal radio show. And the size of the eBook is 22 megabytes. So I'm sending it on a Mac using Yosemite, the latest public beta, and therefore it has a link to iCloud. So it sounds to me that Samsung has done something, because that's the first complaint I've had. Samsung has done something that if you try to download this, you get an error saying iCloud isn't supported. Hmm. It's an interesting question. I don't know. I haven't tested that, so I don't know exactly what Apple is doing there. I would have assumed that it was just a standard HTTP web link um, behind the scenes. What I would wonder a little bit more is if the ebook is in a like in a format file format that that particular Samsung is configured to handle. So, like, is it a zip file or is it an EPUB or that kind of thing? It's PDF. It's PDF. I'm looking okay. at it right now. So it will huh. say. Click to download, as there's a long URL with iCloud.com slash attachment slash all sorts of encoding things that go on for about seven lines. And then list the name of the book and the size of the file. It's a PDF file. So therefore, anybody should be able to take this file. But this is the first time out sending thousands of these things to new subscribers. We've gotten this information. I'm betting it's a one-off problem. I can't imagine there's anything specific to to that that would that would break generically for for Samsung phones or whatnot. But who knows? You know, maybe maybe they just did something wrong. You never know. Oh well, remember still it's not the final release. I guess we should report that as a bug to Apple. Let's continue going back to iPhone six. So the iPhone six has taken the air out of the smartphone market for larger displays with Android's phones, especially Samsung. Samsung's biggest argument, again, has been the larger display, which Apple does. But the other thing about it is the fact that both the iPhone 6, 6 Plus, and of course the iPhone 5S, they have Touch ID fingerprint sensor. Now, on the iPhone, it mostly works and is probably better on the new iPhone. With the Samsung Galaxy S5, the fingerprint sensor is barely functional. Everyone knows that. Well, I think what Samsung is going to want to do is go even bigger. I mean, just imagine a 12-inch phone. They've got 12-inch tablets now. Let's put the phone in everything. 
okay, I don't really know what they're going to do. <laughs> I mean, the fact is, is that Samsung, you know, is trying to compete in a very different way from Apple. Apple is a sharpshooter. Apple picks very specific targets and hits them. Samsung is a machine gun. Um, you know, they're just going to throw out a ton of different models in a ton of different sizes and with lots of different features and see what people like and try to, you know, give everyone something that they want that way. Or hope <laughs> right. that somebody will find something they want, which kind of dilutes the ability to sell things. Of course, with Apple, everybody's parsing some of the changes in Apple. And let's look at some of them because you raised the issue here. So up until the last two years, there was always one iPhone model a year. But this is Tim Cook's Apple. Now there are two. Last year, we had the iPhone 5S and 5C. This year, we have the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus. But there are legitimate reasons to have both sizes. Because the iPhone 6 is a natural step up from the 4-inch iPhone. The 6 Plus is almost a new category for Apple, but a viable one. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And, you know, under Steve Jobs, Apple was famously uh, specific. You know, that they, they, they started out, I don't know if you remember when he came back, they had the product matrix. You know, there'd be a, a consumer desktop and a consumer laptop, a professional desktop and a professional laptop. And slowly, Apple started breaking that matrix down. And so I think the same thing is really happening in the, in the iPhone world and really, frankly, in the iPad world. That, you know, they started with the big iPad and then they added the iPad mini. And so Apple isn't unwilling to add more product sizes or features in you know in to separate out the product lines but they're usually doing so very very carefully so that the new one meets a need that other vendors might have been you know beating them on so you know the small tablet the iPad mini took over that the large iPhone you know, all of a sudden, that's something that uh, that Apple can can meet a need that pretty clearly there was a demand for. And they do it in a way that doesn't completely dilute the selling point because you have a way of double tapping the home button to kind of bring the size down a little bit about what you see. So it enables sort of a one handed operation, kind of, sort of, mostly. Yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see how that, well that works. Um, I I haven't seen the specifics, although I did hear that people were were uh, uh, noting that all the Apple pundits had mocked Samsung for a very similar feature on their large phones, and so we'll see if there's any uh, uh, eating of crow that goes on. Well, Apple will never say when they adopt something that the competition has that's really good. They'll never say, "Gee, they had such a great feature, we added it." It is. Look what we did. We've got NFC, but they didn't say we've got NFC. We've got, although they did, they said we've got Apple Pay. And they focus not so much on the chip, which, of course, is what a Samsung would do. We've got NFC for this networking. We've got Apple Pay. So you can go to your merchant and you could, you know, tap the cash register or something and tap your touch ID. And therefore, you can make your payment. They looked at what you could do with it, not what it is. Yeah, that's classic 
frankly, good marketing. Sure, um, it's good, good design and good marketing. And uh, you know, when you're people need to know what the benefit to them is. And Apple realized with Apple Pay, they needed to create a situation where there was some benefit to make sense, make it worthwhile putting all that hardware and software into the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus and the Apple Watch, which don't, which remember will also have an NFC chip in it. I think one report says it's not that it's going to have an NFC chip, but that the sensors... Oh, yeah, yeah. Will be used of the four sensors at the bottom of the watch to touch your skin. As long as they touch your skin, you could acknowledge the purchase. You take it off, it won't. We have Adam Inks joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You're listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Dr. Wallach, an award-winning scientist, naturopathic physician, author of several books such as Dead Doctors Don't Lie, Let's Play Doctor, and a Nobel Prize nominee. Dr. Wallach will be here on September 15th and 16th. Wallach has proven that diseases classified as autoimmune were in fact caused by nutritional deficiencies. Get your free ticket to hear about the true causes of diseases. Call 763-291-5052. To receive your free ticket, call 763-291-5052. Hi, this is this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-538-5252 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-538-5252. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-538-5252. That's 800-538-5252. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Adam Inks joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live, but later Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. And we're talking about Apple Pay. And it's interesting here, Apple didn't try to replace current payment systems, traditional payment systems like PayPal does, because PayPal has its own direct link to your bank account, can do payment processing and everything. What Apple did was sign up credit card companies 
American Express, Visa, MasterCard, they're supposedly working on a deal with Discover. Major vendors, you know, they signed up existing people among merchants and banks and credit card companies rather than reinvent everything. Yeah, it's clear that Apple's not trying to reinvent the wheel here. So for instance, um, 220,000 locations around the United States have these contactless sensors, these readers uh, for NFC. And so the old, I won't say the old Apple because it's Apple even still at some times, Apple at their worst would have said, that's not a good enough experience. We're going to have a Apple-specific reader that you need to have, which will be so much better than these standard ones. And it'll only work with Apple Pay, et cetera, et cetera. That's Apple at its worst. A more realistic Apple says, we need to fit in with the network of everything that's out there. And they have done that at least in what sounds like a pretty good way. I mean, the thing that I'm going to be fascinated to see actually is how easy will it be to use an iOS device as an NFC reader? I don't know if you're familiar with, you've seen the little square things that you put them into uh, the company square that you put into the headphone jack of an iPhone and allows you to take credit cards. You can actually swipe credit cards to this little device. If an iPhone can receive a payment from another iPhone via Apple Pay, that would be really cool. We haven't really seen it yet. We've only seen the demonstrations, yeah. how it's going to work. And of course, it won't be officially available until October. But again, the thing that's most interesting here about Apple is more and more, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. They're opening up their platforms to let third parties get involved and make profits. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting, actually, because there's been no solid information yet about whether or not Apple will be charging or making money on Apple Pay transactions. That it seems, well, put it this way, there's two possibilities. They are or they aren't. The The argument for they aren't is they just want to kickstart this market. They want to remove barriers from adoption. And if Apple isn't taking any kind of a cut, then that will make it more likely to, that merchants and banks and everyone will adopt it. The argument for they do want to take a cut is that, I mean, Eddie Q said just in online transactions alone in the US, it's a billion dollars a day. And so if Apple can start, you know, who knows what real world credit card uh, transactions per day is, but it's got to be billions more. So if Apple can get tiny, tiny, tiny percentages of that, it adds up into real money really fast. Apple is smart. Apple is, is a company that is not, they are focused, but they're also aware that there is a saturation point, that they will not be able to sell iPhones and iPads to every person every year or two years. You mean they won't be able to? It's just, it's just not going to happen. That it's Why? Some point, I thought they could sell it to everybody on the planet. <laughs> they're, they're, at they're, least they're, three or four of them a year. At some point, that's going to fail. I mean, it's just it's one of those one of those problems. And they already sort of saw this with the iPad. I mean, the last financial quarter, iPad sales were flat. I think the reason is, is phones, you're a little bit more likely to upgrade every two years. iPad, much less so. You know, iPads last longer. And it's going to be a situation where... Apple as a huge company will have trouble maintaining growth. And one of the ways that you increase your 
growth as a very large company is you start getting into other businesses. Now, it doesn't make sense for Apple to really be, you know, do other businesses, but if they can start taking little bits of money off of other parts of the ecosystem, much the way they did with the App Store and the iTunes Store and all that, you know, that's real money now. And if Apple Pay could start putting in, you know, a billion, two billion, three billion dollars into Apple's coffers every year, just by Apple being the kind of the glue that holds one part of the transaction together, that seems like an awfully obvious way for Apple to grow their business without changing what the company's focus is. But it also, by having that ability, helps encourage sales of its products because look what we could do. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And and that's that's sort of my point, is that when people say, oh, Apple should make a car. Well, Apple should make a car because they'd make a really cool car. But the fact is they're not going to because they're not a car company. They don't have that in in their blood. And they are not a TV company either. They're not a TV company either, precisely. And and people buy TVs even less frequently than they buy computers and iPhone. It's it's just that's silly stuff. But the fact is that if they can make money on something that is an integrated feature of their entire ecosystem like Apple Pay. I mean, so one thing that was not mentioned, for instance, was any kind of a connection for Apple Pay to work via a web browser. So if you're just shopping on the web, not using an app, shopping on the web, wouldn't be nice if you could use Apple Pay. They didn't say anything about that, but I have to believe they're they're thinking about it and working on it because the more they can insinuate Apple Pay into the infrastructure of the payment world, and we all buy stuff all the time, and if they can then take some tiny little percentage of that, of each of those transactions, that gives Apple a guaranteed and probably growing revenue stream forever. That becomes a natural part, possibly, of iCloud, one of the features. Let's look at another subject entirely because we don't have much time left. And that is something that I guess we saw coming when last year PC World magazine from IDG gave up the print edition and went only on the internet. PC Magazine did that a few years back, Ziff Davis. And now we have Macworld Magazine just announced. Well, they didn't announce it on their website (laughs) because it looks like it's the same website. But obviously, we saw the tweets from all the staffers. A lot of their full-time staffers have been given pink slips. Jason Snell, who was an executive over there, more than a writer these days, he has quit after 17 years on the job. As of November, the last print edition of Macworld will be published. Now, this is interesting to me because I remember, and you do, Adam, too. In the early days, for many years, you buy a new Mac, you get a prize, free (laughs) gift. And one of those free gifts was a 12-issue subscription to Macworld. I financed my subscription to Macworld for many years that way. More recently, I actually bought a subscription, which expires in January, so they owe me two issues. I'll be curious what they give you. Um, you know, GQ, uh, <laughs> pretty much always when magazines go under, they give you some kind of another magazine to finish out your subscription. So um, I don't know, maybe you can call and get a refund if you want. But yeah, this is, this is, this is huge news. Um, 
And honestly, I'm very surprised that I would have thought that the circulation of Macworld would have been high enough and the advertising would have been would have been significant enough to maintain the print uh the print version that it's one of those things where we're not talking about about a dying a dying field anymore <laughs> um and we're talking you know, about a dying industry print we're talking about a dying industry but but what they're covering is is not a dying uh dying industry this isn't the, this isn't the the dark days of apple and so you know it just feels um here we go apparently macworld had 160,000 subscribers in 2013 according to the business publishers association okay let's talk about more about that soon the topic du jour right now on our plate is Macworld and the end of the print edition just sticking to the internet? Adam Inks joins us for one more segment on the Tech Night Out Live. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturing 
manufacturers. If you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for 129000 You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of HB extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. On the Tech Night Out Live, Adam Inks, a bit later, Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. But Adam, you were talking about 165,000 subscribers for Macworld? Apparently 160 in 2013 was their last audited okay. numbers. Now that's not a very high number. And you got to consider there are 70 or 80 million Mac users now around the world. Now the other thing to point out too, this is Macworld Magazine in the United States, but IDG licenses the name Macworld to independent companies in other countries. So the Macworld UK, they do what they're going to do. Yeah. It's not directly connected. I assume that's entirely separate. Yeah. This is just the the US version as far as I know. It may be one of those things that the economics of the print print industry have changed in such a way that 160,000 is, you know, sort of not enough to keep going. Um, Surprises me, but maybe that's true. And Nonetheless, the fact that they laid off, what, like eight people? And they only had like 10 or 12. Yeah, that was not. I mean, they'd already had some layoffs um, uh, last year, uh, earlier this year. I can't remember exactly when. The fact that they were already, you know, shedding staff and they had brought Macworld under IDG Consumer in such a way that it shared resources with PC World and all of those sites as well. It surprises me. That I don't obviously know the, the the money behind it, but it surprises me that this was not a not not a financially worthwhile project to maintain. Apparently, they've had leadership moving musical chairs where they keep changing the management over there. That's what Jason Snell was saying. So it may have been a matter of figuring out what to do and how to do it. Now, famously, we've got that other regular mass circulated Mac magazine, Mac Life. Now, I have no idea of their circulation. 
I don't know any of their numbers. Yeah. Perhaps they can exist on a smaller scale and maintain this presence. But the other thing that's interesting too, the need for content online is probably greater than for a print magazine with limited space, but they're going to rely on a very core number of editors, very few people, full-timers, and everybody else will be freelance. Yeah. It's, you know, when you get into a sufficiently small site, you know, you don't need that much money. And it surprises me a little, I and mean, I don't quite know what, level of content they're trying to uh, to hit. But you don't need that many people if you're not going to do that much content. You then don't have people who are going to the events and you don't have the, you don't get the loaners from Apple right away of new products and things like that. So, you know, maybe they're just trying to knock it down and have it not be as nearly as much of a a go-to site, put it that way. <laughs> well, a, lot of, a lot of it is the fact that the mainstream media has more and more tech coverage themselves. So you're not just reading what Macworld had to say about the media event this week. You were reading it in the New York Times, in the Wall Street Journal, in USA Today, Yahoo Tech, each of which has an existing staff. Now, I have to say the coverage isn't always all that great. The Wall Street Journal is okay. The New York Times, I think, is really bad. I think the level of their coverage of Apple has really decline, particularly after David Pogue went off to seek his fortune and fame over at Yahoo Tech. But regardless, the mainstream media has that. Your TV shows have a tech person, sometimes from a magazine, as a matter of fact. They'll bring on a tech person. So the tech publications aren't needed as much in terms of print editions because it's no longer just this little special category of tech nerds. It's everybody. You know, Apple's products are mass market. So every news site, every TV station, every network feels it's their province to cover Apple or Samsung or Microsoft or the big players in the tech industry. It's not just a bunch of crazy fans with propeller heads. Speak for yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah, it, it's absolutely true that it is no longer as much of an I don't want to say a niche but a, a target uh, a target market and I guess what bothers me about it is that it still feels to me as though Macworld was what I consider the publication of record that seems to have gone away and maybe maybe that concept has gone away even you know that that there's a little bit of you know the new york times washington post wall street journal they fall into those categories that that you know you expect them to cover everything of relevance and to maintain it for posterity that's kind of the point of of some of these publications that they are not covering things just because it's of interest now but because it needs to be in the historical record and I had always sort of considered Macworld to be, you know, to fit, hold that role in, in, in the Macworld. But, uh, you know, we obviously are, maybe the world has changed, gone on from that. And there is no such, no such concern anymore of having a publication of record. I don't think people even care about records anymore. It sounds like the people who work for these publications don't care about it either because most of the people, even so-called long-term tech writers, seem to totally lack perspective in their coverage. It's not like, you know, you go to Macworld magazine and you've got the history of the magazine from 1984 to now. 
30 years of that publication and some odd months, and you've got a huge record repository of the history of Apple Incorporated and the Mac and all the other products they came out with. But when you have these newspapers who pretend to cover technology, they only know what's there now. And a lot of times they repeat the stuff that really isn't true. Yeah. Well, my my mother is an archivist, so I I care fairly deeply about historical record, and uh, and that's something which uh, I do find troubling. You know that, for instance, when I wrote about MacWorld closing and tidbits, you know some of the articles that I referenced were articles in our archive from 1997 when MacWorld and MacUser merged. And then in 2001, when Mac Week finally went away, that was the sort of the third of the big magazines from back in the day. And that those, you know, those were significant events that, you know, I haven't frankly seen anyone else talk about. And, you know, if, if you've only been covering Apple for 10 years, you might think of yourself as a veteran Apple reporter, but you wouldn't know anything about the Macworld Mac user merger. Right. And I know about it because I was writing for Macworld. I switched over to Mac user and two months later they merged and I was <laughs> out of all those assignments. That was in the late 1990s. Just another point to make here. There's not a lot of coverage of the end of the Mac world print edition either. I was looking at Mac surfers, which aggregates a lot of the coverage of technology related to Apple. And not much coverage there. Adam Ings, tell our listeners, please, where they can find more of the stuff that you do. Well, if you go to tidbits.com, you can find all our coverage of the latest Apple announcements and this whole Mac world closing. But the other thing that I would encourage people to check out is we have OS X Yosemite coming soon. And Joe Kissel has uh, published the early bird version of his Take Control of Upgrading to Yosemite on the Take Control website at www.takecontrolbooks.com. So anyone who is looking to upgrade can check it out and get ready for what's coming in a month or so. And we'll be talking about it as it progresses. Adam Inks, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Anytime, Gene. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, They're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. 
But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products, most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's Powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer was boasting before we started the show that he's got these great headphones. And let me explain to you listeners, I don't use headphones that much. I have a Grado headphone here made in Brooklyn, New York, and it's really good. And I have some Bose Quiet Comfort in the bookcase that I never use, but you have headphones and you like them. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm a headphone snob, just like I'm a watch snob. So, you know, I'm always on the lookout for a great pair of uh, high-end headphones. And uh, my, my, my listening favorite has been for like the last, I don't know, 18 months has been this, this, this uh, pair of Crossfade M100s from uh, Vmoda, but blue microphones are a microphone company, about a 25 year old microphone company recently entered the headphone space with a product called MoFi. It's M-O hyphen F-I. And these things are just 
they're insanely comfortable. I can't like I could probably spend an hour trying to express how comfortable they are and still fail. So I'll just say they're incredibly comfortable and they're, they're, they're nominally flat. So, so they're aimed at part to musicians, but anyone who's doing any kind of recording and, and, and needs a, a flat signal uh, when they're listening to stuff, but they're just, they're just, they're great headphones. Okay. So they do not sound like a beats by Dre. Correct. They do not. Um, so when audio professionals and, and, and even a lot of audio files, they want a, they want a, a sound signature, a sound profile that's not boosted on any frequency whatsoever, especially down at the low end. So these are nominally flat from like 15 hertz, which we can't even hear. We, I think we start hearing at 20, all the way up to 20 uh, kilohertz. There, there is a bass boost mode, but even still, it's not like beats. Well, even beats is cutting back on the bass boosting in recent models that's what i've heard i haven't tested them yet but that's what i've heard well we get one here i'll take a look all right all right so we like blue mics by the way we use a blue yeti pro or yeti. a studio mic yeti is a is 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 a really that is one of their consumer mics but it's a really good uh, a really good microphone it is it is a professional quality microphone and the respect that we needed. I haven't tried it with music just with voice. It works fine. All right. So you're a headphone snob. You're a watch snob. Yep. And this is a famous point here because in the last time you were on the show, we talked about a, a watch that you had that costs like between five and six grand, roughly speaking, as I recall. And better you than me. I know that you went into deep debt for this <laughs> and that you true. couldn't even afford the dollar McDonald's menu. Okay, the dollar McDonald's menu was too much for him. It's he true. Was, he was looking for the 50 cent menu. Yes. And not the 50 cent who's the rap singer, but the 50 cent menu. He'd go in there and say, look, I got 50 cents. Maybe I can get 60. <laughs> what do you have for it? And they said, you know, we'll give you some lettuce. This, rat, this rabbit hole was brought to you by? <laughs> by the 50 cent <laughs> meal, right. Yeah, got, I see. In fact, right now, McDonald's isn't doing as well financially as they used to, you know. So they may have to go to 50-cent meals. They might. And now we hear Radio Shack is not doing well. They may actually have to go into bankruptcy. So maybe they'll sell you cables at 50 cents, mm. you know, just to move product, get cash flow. There you go. Let's talk about watches. Now, we used to call it an iWatch. We know now that Apple is getting rid of i, and they're going to Apple. Of course, it yes. started with the Apple TV. Yes. And now we have the Apple Watch. And of course, a lot of it is copyright and trademarks and stuff like that. Like Apple TV couldn't be ITV, which is the way it was first announced by Steve Jobs, because there is an ITV network in the UK, and they're not apt to want to change their name. Even iPhone, by the way, that name was owned by Cisco. So Apple, even after announcing the iPhone, they first go to Cisco and say, oh, can we license your name? Here's a check. Isn't this a nice big check? And they said, yes, it's a nice big check, and we'll license you the name. Even the iTunes store was the iMusic store. I guess I'm getting that exactly wrong. So it was the Apple Music store for about a half a day. Do you remember that? Oh, so many years ago. So little yeah. time. All right. So we have the Apple Watch. Now, I was thinking for you, the one with the 18-carat gold, <laughs> a fancy bracelet kind of thing there, a fancy band. And I don't know what that's going to cost, but I expect, knowing that 18-karat gold 
especially Harden, the way they're doing it, they're machining this to the nth degree to make it as strong as possible. It's going to cost a few thousand, right? You know, I, I actually think it's going to be in that that thousand dollar range. I, I don't think they're going to go too much above that. You know, and it is an alloy, so because it's eighteen karat gold, but because it's an alloy, it means it's got something else in it. It's a and it's an alloy that Apple invented, which is just like staggering the the degrees to which Apple went to make all of the many facets of the, facets of this product. But they invented at least two different alloys that we know of: the the aluminum one for the sports version, and this 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 gold. Plus, there's a there's a the, the rose gold version too. So that's going to be yet another alloy. But that may mean that there's that there's enough. It, they may be able to do it at a thousand bucks. All right. So let's do a prediction here. You're saying like a thousand to save fifteen hundred. Yeah, really, I'm saying a thousand, but but sure, I guess it would be smart to to do a little bit of CYA. So a uh, thousand to fifteen hundred, sure. We'll settle on twelve ninety nine. There we go. All right. So you would expect release, say March or April of two thousand fifteen. Yeah, because they said early two thousand fifteen and not January fifteen or uh, uh, or you know the first of uh, twenty fifteen. So early should be. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. March or March or April. You see, once you get into May or June, it's mid-2015. Exactly. exactly. And if they get it out in March or February, they can say, see, we're pretty early, aren't we? Yeah, you would think they would. Obviously, Apple is going. There's, there are two factors here. Apple is going to want to release this as soon as possible, but Apple is not going to want to release it before it's ready. And so right now, it's, it's obvious that battery life is still an issue because they're working on it. They're not giving you actual battery life except to say, well, a nightly recharge. But they may actually hope to stretch it out to maybe a day and a half, two days. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they may, in fact, want to do that. That seems like a huge stretch at this stage in the game, though, doesn't it? I don't know what Apple is working on. You don't either. I mean, we have this custom chip. Was it S8? Which is everything on one chip. Yep. It runs S- this thing. System it's amazing. But you're going to buy one. I, I yeah, I will. I well, I will buy one for professional reasons at the very least. But and the reality is, I I want one. Do you remember when we talked about how I I hope that this device might be something that would help me uh, uh, think differently about how I live? Do you remember All saying right. that? Something like that. Yes. It talked about the health and fitness related stuff, and. Uh, I saw a lot of very, very encouraging um, um, information from Apple about how health and fitness is going to work, the kind of holistic data that that Apple will be providing you, uh, and the way it can do reminders, the way it can do goals, the way it can uh, monitor the various things that it's going to be able to monitor. All of those were very exciting to me, so I will definitely be getting one 100%. But not 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 the top one. I don't want the gold one. You wouldn't sell your watch for one. But I may see. Here's the deal. This is this is a piece that I'm working on right now. I haven't written it yet. Uh, the Apple. So Apple has made this incredible piece, and they used all this language from the uh, hotelology world. The the uh, that was the term I think I was trying to come up with last time we talked too. And it's like you know they call they they talked about timepieces they talked about timekeeping they talked about horology they talked about um uh uh the 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 time the timepiece culture 
They talked about all these things that are aimed at the high end of the market. But the device itself doesn't compete. It doesn't compete with a $200,000 work of art. It doesn't compete with a $20,000 work of art. It doesn't compete even with a, with a $10,000 work of art or even a $5,000 work of art. It doesn't compete at that level. But okay. what it does on this level, we have to present these expensive announcements. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer is here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You're listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpillard.com. Genesis is defined as an origin, creation, or the beginning. Genesis Communications Network began with the mission of providing you with the kind of compelling content you're listening to now. And at GCNlive.com, you'll find a free archive of our nation's history, narrated by GCN hosts. Explore, share, and pass down to future generations. GCN is the future of talk radio, but we should always strive to learn from our past. Together, we are GCNlive.com. GCN. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial, just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Summertime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know summer is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. 
And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for summer specials, including all sizes of colloidal silver, colloidal minerals, and intestinal freedom on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hoodia, and metabolic complex and pro-metabolic all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and wormwood plus complex plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes all on sale for summer at herbalhealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to herbalhealer.com and look for summer specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer says that the Apple Watch doesn't compete with these uber expensive watches. Now, a friend of mine from Australia was boasting the other day about the cost of his Rolex. And boy, you could buy a Mercedes for that. Sure. Sure. I think, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it does compete with anything Rolex ever put out, but that's because I don't care for Rolex. That's, that's another issue. Why Apple's, don't you care for Rolex since you raised the design is just so pedestrian. It's just, it's just not attractive to me. It's, it's completely and utterly subjective. You think Rolex is a hype? I think that Rolex has a lot of value that is based on uh, name recognition and, um, and tradition. So we expect a Rolex to be an expensive watch and to be a very fashionable watch. And therefore, that's where it is. Now, in looking over the designs for Apple Watch, obviously, they were talking to the fashion industry. This is so different from what you see from Pebble or from Motorola or any of these other companies. Well, it's because Apple has the money, the time, the interest, and more importantly, the taste to do so. You know, I mean, Apple can afford to hire executives from the fashion world, executives from the watch world, executives from, um, uh, from, from all kinds of areas that have nothing to do with technology. And Apple can afford to take the time to listen to what they have to say. And that's something that, that you know, Pebble certainly could not do. And it's something that Motorola probably doesn't have the taste to do. And keep in mind that Motorola is a venerable company with a proud tradition and fantastic, amazing engineers but they're not Apple uh, because Apple does have all the resources. And again, taste to, to, to do that listening. You, you definitely see that reflected. Um, and, and you see that reflected in the way that a lot of the, you know, the watch and fashion uh, uh, industry has, has reported on this thing. They're actually looking at this thing as a piece of fashion. So it's, it's definitely interesting, but so what, what I was saying about not competing with a work of art, because it doesn't, it does, however, compete for your wrist. And most of us only have one wrist that we're going to put a watch on and speak for yourself. Well, I've, I've I have two, two wrists. I can I've wear two, two watches. Wrists. Are you going to wear two watches? I might make myself dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> and 
like like one of the things I read today from a from a, a very high end uh, watch magazine that this fantastic review hands on review of the iWatch, and he said that that his uh, you know Patek Philippe last generations, and the Apple Watch might last five years, and that's if we're lucky. And and he's entirely correct. And and there is such a difference in perceived value there that the high end of the watch market is not going to go away. But what, what I'm thinking is going to happen is that people who buy into the Apple watch, who buy into that experience, especially on the, that health and fitness related uh, area, that they're going to end up wanting to wear this thing all the time, even if they have nice, wonderful, awesome, fantastic mechanical watches. And that can end up having an impact on the, uh, on the watch industry. Well, bear in mind right now, the smartwatch industry is basically a geek-fed industry because none of these things are things that anybody with a sense of fashion would want to wear. Mm -hmm. Not at all. And Apple went totally in a different direction. I mean, obviously, the face is not dissimilar from other smartwatches until you delve beneath the surface. I think the digital crown is a smart addition where they look at this thing and it looks like they gave it thought, which is so yeah. different from all these other companies. You know, like, hey, you know, if we're going to have our two fingers on it to zoom, that doesn't look very good because it's too small. So let's, oh, the watch has a crown like a traditional watch. Let's use that for zooming and for selection purposes. In other words, watches have these buttons on the side they found clever uses for them. Yeah, well, well crowns have been found uh, and tested and found tried and tried. There's a phrase I'm looking for, but, but, but crowns tried have been around for centuries. Yeah, that'll work. Crowns have been around for centuries on wristwatches. Wristwatches have been around for uh, almost a century, not quite. And crowns have worked. And so this is part of Apple's genius. This is part of, you know, when I was watching Kevin Lynch, that's the well, Apple's, one of Apple's vice presidents, he, he was the one who was doing the iWatch demo. Sorry, the Apple Watch demo. By the way, Lynch used to work for Adobe. Did you know that? Oh, that's right. That's, yes. I'd forgotten, but yes, he did in fact used to work for Adobe. That's very interesting that he's already doing presentations. Huh. They must really like him. Um, so he's giving this Apple Watch demonstration during the media event. And the thing that was sort of standing out for me was this big mountain of no that was building up behind him. And, and that's all the things that Apple clearly said no to as they were developing this. Because, you know, like, you, you know, you see Samsung's garbage. You see the Pebble. Pebble was, you know, sort of like really the first to come to market with any kind of usable smartwatch. And, and people have loved it and all this stuff. These devices are all like, let's make a smartwatch and okay, we're going to make it work. That's, that's what all of those products are. Google Wear, I thought, took that same sort of philosophy and did it better than all the other companies had, had previously done it. But Apple just started from the ground up and looked. And again, I can't imagine how many things they, they tried and said no to as they're working it and and they found ways for the watch to give us information and for us to to input information they they found new ways of doing those things that no one has thought about same way they did with uh with the smartphones when when the company released the iPhone in 2007 well it was a clean slate now the iPhone may not have been a clean slate because Apple was developing a tablet 
at the time that the iPhone came out. So therefore, you have the synergy and the connection between the two in terms of interface. But the Apple Watch gives the impression of a clean slate. Let's make something that does this and that or the other thing, but don't use the existing structure as a guide. Start from scratch, throw that all away and see what you come up with. Yeah, the, the, the Apple Watch is not an iPhone writ small. It is, it is just not. It is a whole thing. It is a complete thing into and of itself. And that's what every competitor, every Apple competitor has heretofore failed to do. And what they did was take like their OS and scale it down. Yes. That's what they do with the Android's smartwatches. Yes. With, with Google's a smartwatch platform, it is to take Android, scale it down to a watch, not build upward from nothing. Well, like the digital crown that you mentioned, right? It's, it's, a, it's a home button, which makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And it is a, and, it, and it, you can use it to zoom in and out. And that's, of course, before uh, third party developers get a hold of it. Those two things make sense. What I think is they took a traditional wristwatch and they said if this was all electronic, it had the body sensors and everything, what would we add and what would we keep? We got the crown. Let's do something with it. You yeah. see, that's it. I think they built it up from a watch. Which is the ah. big key. The key is, and I can't read what Jonathan Ive was doing. Not at all. And I'm sure maybe there'll be interviews in the future as to what his game plan was. But I feel in looking at it that he took a regular watch and scaled this design up from a regular watch. You know, Gina, I, I, I understand why you're saying that, but I think it's a lot more complicated than that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. There's a, years and, of thought into that. In but fact, that's I, one I of the things they, they had to started. consider. Because they're making it watch-like in many respects. It's not just some kind of silly, dumb gadget. I have no evidence for this, but, but my thought on the crown was this. that they, the, One of the first things they probably tried was, was a pinch and zoom. Right? They even made fun of pinching and zooming during the presentation. And, of course, it doesn't work. The, the, the watch is too small for, for pinch and zoom. And, and that it was after that that someone said, hey, what if we used a, what if we used a crown to do that? And I, I have a feeling that that's the way it happened. I have no evidence. Okay, so, no, I understand that. But I still think that in some ways they had to scale it up from a regular watch. You had to have some kind of inspiration there. You see, the problem with these other products is they have no inspiration. It's just taking a smartphone and scaling it down to a watch and removing the phone. That's what it comes to me as. Regardless, I have no idea if I'd buy one. Let's go from there. How about you being the watch expert in our little group here? Yeah. Well, you going... tell me, oh, assuming man. I have the amount, $350, whatever, on my credit card, why should I get an Apple Watch if I already have an iPhone? We have Brian Chaffin, who's going to try to do the salesmanship here. From the Mac Observer, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Hi, this is Larry Smith. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Like when the jeweler ruined my ring and wouldn't do anything about it. 
But when my Legal Shield attorney called him and told him what my rights were, I received a check for over $2,100. Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. Again, 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to ProFlowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's ProFlowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Brian Schaffin of the Mac Observer is here, and he's the watch expert. I know nothing about watches. I just buy little $90 watches with lots of buttons and things on them. You know, when they were $50 watches with lots of things and buttons, I bought them too. That's my thing. Okay, so I'm here. I have a normal wristwatch, except right now because the battery is dead. I just haven't had a chance to get out to get a new battery. But normally I have a watch. Every day I'm about ready to go out, I stick on the watch before I leave the house. And I don't take it off again till the evening when I'm ready to get ready for the evening and that kind of thing. Okay. So I don't know if I'm spending three fifty for something, whether I want an Apple watch, why you know, should I get an Apple watch? One of the things I love about doing your show, Gene, is that you frequently ask me questions that I had not anticipated. And I love that. I don't know that I would even try to I, I certainly wouldn't sell, try to sell anyone that I watched before, excuse me, the Apple watch before I've had one. My guess, though, is that the people who are going to want a watch, an Apple watch, are those who are interested in having um, notifications that make more sense. Those who are interested in both tracking their fitness and also in uh, getting that holistic look at their health and fitness. And maybe to a certain extent, even those who uh, want to be able to communicate with other people in, in a different way. I don't think that that's anything that anyone has to have. It's not like an iPhone. An iPhone makes so much sense. It's a computer, it's a phone, 
It's an internet browser. It's a music player and it all fits in your pocket. Duh, get one. I don't know that. I don't think that the, the Apple watch is, is going to have the same compelling, um, uh, no brainer, uh, uh, sale market, uh, marketing, uh, uh, you know, angle. Now I noticed in the reviews of this product, the preliminary reviews, the fashion press, which much more favorably disposed than the tech press. Did you yeah. observe that? Yes, I did. And, 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 and that's because the tech press doesn't get it. The tech press by and large, every time Apple releases a new category, a new upright, you know, in, enters a new category with the product, the, the iPhone, the iPod, the uh, I, iPad, even iTunes. We get this chorus of it'll, it'll never work. You know, this is going to be failure. Why would anyone want to do this? Yeah, every single time this happens, and it always comes from the tech press. And yet people go out and buy it and love it and use it and, and want it. And uh, I'm pretty sure that the, that the fashion world has a better angle on this. Uh, than than the tech press as a whole. Well, then, of course, those publications would be pushing it. Sure. And that, of course, reaches an audience that Apple has not necessarily previously reached. I guess they reach a general audience with an iPhone. Yeah. Look at the uh, the look at the, all the competing smartwatches. Who owns those things? Nerds. Nerds like me and you. Well, I don't own one, and I won't. Yeah, I know, but 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 you're still a nerd like us. Okay, right. I'm an us as opposed to them. Exactly. It is the tech press. You know, it is people, people that follow the tech press in the tech press itself that owns the the myriad of uh, uh, smartwatches that are here on the market, and not very many of them get sold. So you know, Apple in its brilliance has turned outside the tech world to sell this thing. And it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense the way they're doing it. It's so this uh, this high end watch review that I that I mentioned. He talks about how Apple nailed it with all of the bracelets, you know, all the bands, all the watch bands that, that you can get with this thing, and how each one of them has this amazing uh, you know attention to detail, and and how you know the clasps all work, and they're all like the, the, there's a lot of watch tradition in those clasps there's there's a deploying clasp on one of them you know that that's something that you normally only get in watches that are costing you know really that are costing uh you know eight hundred dollars but like you know more like two thousand and up and you know you're going to be able to get that on on uh for probably under 500 bucks counting the watch you know and that's that's just an amazing thing that apple has uh, uh, has done the the leather you just anyway the fashion world gets it, and I think the fashion world is going to be right, and the naysaying tech press is going to be wrong yet again. So Vogue models will be wearing their Apple Watch, and women who really want to look fashionable will say, you know what, it's not that expensive. I'll get myself an Apple Watch. Do you think it's going to be more of a female than male audience, not to be chauvinist here? Mm, no. Okay. No, I don't. And it, it's interesting because Apple introduced uh, two sizes. There's a 42 millimeter and a 38 millimeter. And, uh, you know, in 42 millimeters at, to, at this stage, at the, to, today's watch world, 42 millimeters 
is on the small side for a men's watch and 38 millimeters is probably on the large side for a woman's watch. But Apple didn't make a 38 millimeter girly watch and a 42 millimeter masculine watch. Instead, they're both either a man or a woman could 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 wear either of them and be comfortable. It just depends on how 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 big a device they want on the wrist. So it's a matter of size as opposed to gender. Yeah, I think so. There's no gender consideration there. It's something that a female or a male would consider equally well. Yeah, 38 millimeters is still going to be too big for a lot of tiny women. My wife being under five feet, I think it's going to be a bit much. Yeah, I think I think even you know women who are like you know slender and five foot four, I think they might end up thinking that the that the 38 millimeter uh, device is a little bit too big. But uh, you know, at the same time, there is a practical size on on the uh, on the towards the low end in making a, a a display that actually works. Well, that is the big deal there. You know, if you make it too small, the display is a nightmare. And I'm sure Apple does something the other companies don't do. If they were going to do it, they bring out 100 models with each size. Apple will basically create prototypes mm-hmm. in different sizes and see which one is most flexible and provides a decent image and then have a narrow range as they did in sizes. That's part of that mountain of Noah I was talking about. Sure. You know, it shows an incredible amount of thought. I have no clue. This is out of my comfort zone, how well it's going to sell. I mean, when you look at it, well, $349 for a watch. Well, it's not expensive as watches go, but it's expensive compared to a lot of watches but then I remember the argument 13 years ago, three ninety nine for a digital music player. Mm-hmm. Who's going to buy that? Right, that's crazy. It'll never work. It's the same argument, exactly. So it's very possible here that a lot of people you would not expect to buy this will get one, and it becomes a point whether it's considered indispensable because it's regarded as well. It's a fashion accessory because it's still basically derives from features that you find on your iPhone. Yeah, true enough. So it becomes a wrist-worn accessory for your iPhone, which of course is what it is. Yeah, but it's, but it's more than that, man. The like the, the the Taptic engine, right? That's what Apple's calling its haptic feedback system. This thing so uh, uh my business partner Dave Hamilton was uh, on hand for the event. And when he went to the demo and he and and he put one of these things on, actually, they put it on for him. But that's another story. Um, He was expecting that that Taptic Engine feedback to kind of be similar to like an iPhone's buzzer mode. Right. You know, you got your iPhone on on uh, mute and you get a notification and it and it buzzes unless you've turned that off. And he was kind of expecting it to be that, you know, kind kind of kind of feeling on his wrist. And. Instead, the, 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 while I was running it through its demo, he said it felt like someone tapping him on the wrist. How, how do you do that? How do you even, how do you make it feel like you're being tapped on the wrist? But that's, that's again, that's, that's so specific to this form factor, right? This is so, spe- tapping someone on the wrist, that's a great way to get someone's attention. And by the way, it's got four sensors on the bottom of the watch. I want to get into more of that on the Apple Watch in a moment. We have... Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Summertime is safe big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know summer is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for summer specials, including all sizes of colloidal silver, colloidal minerals, and intestinal freedom on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hoodia, and metabolic complex and pro-metabolic all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and wormwood plus complex plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes all on sale for summer at herbalhealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and look for summer specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. 
we'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So you have these four sensors underneath. They're touching your skin. And that's what's also used to activate the Apple Pay system. So you have no space for a thumbprint or touch ID on it. But you've got the sensors that are touching your skin. And they're not touching your skin. They don't work. You can't do a payment. Gotta love that. I mean, all these clever touches. Someone thought, a whole crew of people sat there and said, what's this mean? What's this feature useful for? Why should we have this? People ask questions. The one area where I feel Tim Cook had a lot of influence is he is heavy into exercise and wearables. Mm -hmm. So there had to be a lot of input from him. And also the thing I noticed in watching the keynote where I could, in watching his various presentations before this media event, he seemed so much more animated and lively, not nearly as laid back as in the past. Mm -hmm. A much more upfront approach. He did more of the demonstrations when you two came out he was, you know, kind of an awkward banter, bantering with Bono there. Yeah, it was a kind of awkward and everything, but he did it okay. He pulled it off okay. Yeah, other than the thing with Bono, and and I'm not sure that the awkwardness wasn't wasn't starting with the way Bono was handling it. I'm, I'm not positive. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like Bono, but <laughs> I'm not sure that we can blame that awkwardness on Tim. Tim has really come into his own in terms of his presentation on stage. He's probably been working on it very hard. He may have had people working with him and training him and, you know, giving him feedback and that sort of stuff. But like one of the things I noticed, did, did, did you see, I, I'm assuming that the live stream was as poor for you as it was for the rest of us. Oh, it was miserable. Let me just say, if you're watching it, frequent interruptions, you had to refresh. The first 20 minutes, you had a Chinese translation. Yes. Clearly audible. And I'm sure that somebody, some engineering person who was handling the audio feed, really heard it from somebody after that. I hope so. I hope so, at the very least. And it took way too long to get it fixed. And even when it got fixed, it still would cut out. And and my my favorite, though, was about uh, 45 minutes into it, when it when it kind of jumped back to before the show, when people were first filing into the theater. It, anyway, did you see the part where Tim was raising his hand? like raising his fist and sort of a, you know, a very, very calm <laughs> fist bump. Okay. Yes. Okay. There was such a look of triumph on his face. There was such a, it was such a, people have been doubting me publicly for years and we finally did it. That would, that would, that was to me, that was what that moment was all about. And it was, it was, you know, this combination it was this fascinating combination uh, of relief, triumph, joy satisfaction and uh, and and pride in both himself and the company and and all the people that make up his company and it was it was a it was a it was a pretty cool moment he became the star yeah he was a yeah. star in this particular presentation see last time it was craig federighi who wasn't here because he's a software guy phil schiller his presentation is pretty consistent we're used to it 
But Tim Cook was the star. Yeah. For the first time, he became the star. And that had to be really good. And he, he became the star without hogging the stage. You know, he still let other people do the heavy lifting for the individual demos. But you're right. He was the star of that event. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of him. I, I wrote a piece back in March saying that, that 2014 would be the year of Tim Cook. And that this would be, would be the year when Tim proved all of his doubters wrong. And, uh, you know, so first of all, yay for me because I'm right. And second of all, congrats to Tim for, for, for doing so. He definitely nailed it there. And I noticed also he did a lot of interviews after the session. It's not like with Steve Jobs or even with Tim Cook before now where he do one or two. It's like there were four or five that I can think of that he did. Media Opportunities, USA Today, obviously New York Times, obviously ABC News, although some felt that was incestuous because it's owned by Disney, which has ties to Apple because one of their executives is on the board of Apple. Regardless, more interviews with Tim Cook, even the week before. Mm -hmm. There was an interview with him discussing the problem with the iCloud and the hacking where the celebrity nude photos was found. And people were saying, well, this is going to destroy what Apple was doing. Nobody thought about it this week. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, Apple, Apple very successfully navigated that. My, I personally suspect that we had uh, a series of uh, uh, intentional leaks that were designed to refocus the media conversation around what Apple was going to do on Tuesday, and it worked brilliantly. Anyway, obviously things were done really well. Obviously, the presentation went off very quickly. We can argue about whether the propriety of releasing a copy of an album into everyone's iTunes account that they may or may not want. We have things now, how to ignore it, how not to download it. Well, if you don't want it, just don't look at it. Who cares? Oh, yeah. And don't you download have- the thing. If, if it's among your purchased items, the new U2 album is among your purchased items. All right? It's free. Yeah, cool. It's it, free. Isn't that it. nice? Till October 13th. And if you don't want it, you don't care about U2, you don't care about rock and roll, you don't care about their brand of rock and roll. Okay. You know what you do? Don't do anything. Forget about it. Don't listen to it. Don't download it. Don't do anything. It's just an item on a list. Why do you care? The thing, of course, is yes, it may be free to you and me, but we know that Apple signed a big check because U2 does not do anything for nothing. Well, U2 does some things for nothing, but they were not doing this for nothing. And uh, the Wall Street Journal reported that uh, Apple had paid a lump sum. And, you know, it, it, it's all tied into it, it's, it's a very multifaceted thing because Apple is going to be using music from it to promote uh, iPhone 6, I think. And U2 and Universal, which is their label, is going to be using Apple's promotional campaign to also promote the U2's back catalog. So it's this big, huge, massive thing. And, you know, and it kind of shows that that company, it's companies like Apple that, that have the money, Apple and Google, maybe Microsoft. Well, obviously Microsoft, but, um, uh, you know, maybe Yahoo that have the money to do these huge kinds of advertising campaigns that used to be the purview of the labels themselves. Yeah, here's $10 million. Let's distribute your album for free. Or $20 million. It's got to be like 
somewhere in between 10 and 20 million dollars i think would you think uh yeah i think it's actually probably closer to if you count all of the promote well, the wall street journal said that it, that 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 the campaign, the promotional campaign that is involved in all this, that the whole deal ends up being worth about $100 million. That That feels about right to me. I remember also when you do promotional campaigns, there's a royalty payment. Every time it's played on TV ad, they're getting that. Right. They're selling their back catalog. There's a lot of money in that. Remember, they haven't had an album out in five years. Right. And right now, we won't have anything out if we don't do a break. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. UnseenNow.com, proud sponsor of GCN. Unseen Now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the total transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. one 888 If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's proflowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. 
At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical-free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable, and black bean olive. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today. Eat them every day, take them camping, or save them for an emergency. Check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon. That's 30dayfoodsupply.com, where all of our products are produced in Oregon by Oregon Trail Foods, 30dayfoodsupply.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Here on the Tech Night Owl Live, Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. We were kind of segueing from the Apple Watch to the free U2 album. It's a pretty decent album. I'm not a huge fan of the band, but free. You can't argue with that. And I don't care if Apple writes 10 or $20 million checks. To them, that's nothing. All the promotional value of what they did, having them up on stage at the media event before millions of people around the world. Hey, in five seconds, I can make this free. And then they play the commercial that was recorded a month ago. So it wasn't so spontaneous, was it? No, even though two weeks ago, Bono... Uh, went to Twitter insisting that he that U2 wasn't playing Apple's event. Right. Sure. Which is funny. Very, because let's see, the album, supposedly he finished the album a week ago, I don't believe it, but you had this ad that was created. That has to take a couple of weeks to make a TV ad. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. And I like, by the way, how it, it hailed uh, d- d- very specifically to um, back to uh, uh, Apple's original iTunes commercials and iPod commercials. Well, you know, what they did here was demonstrate the incredible power of Apple, what they've become, this powerhouse, because it's become so overwhelming, all the things they did. And that goes back to the WWDC this year, where you could see what happened, where Apple would say, okay, we got 200 new features in iOS and 200 new features in OS X. And you look at the features, and boy, it's a stretch to get 200 features. Mm-hmm. And here, with iOS 8 and OS 10 Yosemite, the list doesn't end at 200. It just goes on and on. And every day you read someone who, oh, I just discovered this feature that I didn't realize was there. And that's what's so different, you know, where it's just overwhelming. Before, it was just enough to fill the space now the space isn't sufficient to fill the content. Correct. To hold the content. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Apple is becoming a monster, but not an out of control monster. You know, Apple is becoming this huge company. And I think that, 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 that under Tim Cook's leadership, it has done an incredible job of continuing to run and operate like a startup. Yes. They're still trying to be the startup in the way they present things. 
Now, let's move quickly to the iPhone 6. Obviously, a lot of things about it were quite predictable, but I notice here the form of it, the design, makes it very close to the iPad. And in terms of design, so you've got this family resemblance, and obviously the 5.5-inch iPhone 6 Plus is going to cannibalize sales from the iPad mini, don't you think? Yes. And Apple has always been willing to sacrifice its own products at the altar of selling the next product. We've seen this repeatedly. I have no doubt that the, the, the sales of the iPad mini are going to suffer. And that's probably okay with Apple because uh, these, uh, you know, the iPhone 6 Plus is, is a more expensive device. And it's more likely to be upgraded in two years than an iPad mini is. So Apple will make two or three times the profit. Ultimately. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yes. Because of the upgrade cycle. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it right there. Also, the thing is to spend $100 more, you don't just get a larger screen. You get optical stabilization. You get a few more things in it, more battery life things that give it a higher value. So it's not just a screen. It is an entire package that has a higher level of value than what I call the mainstream iPhone. The other thing that was interesting here is where finally the jump up in solid-state storage has become cheaper. So from 16 gigabytes, you go to 64 for the $100. For another 100, you go to 64 to 128. Does this signal that we'll soon see on Macs solid-state storage also become cheaper for upgrades? Uh, Solid-state storage should become perpetually cheaper, just as we've seen with uh, traditional platter-based storage. So, yeah, I think that that we will see some price. But, you know, it's for years now, the... The, uh, the Apple's artificial demarcations of storage size between between the various uh, uh, iPhone and iPad options have all been kind of smoke and mirrors. And Apple makes a lot of money if you upgrade to the to the largest uh, iPhone. It's almost all it's 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 like you know eighty percent profit or something like that. The price difference between the sixteen gig and the sixty four gig of old. And uh, I don't think it's going to be, it's going to change too much going from, you know, going up to 3264 and 128. Because 32 is history. And next year, what's going to happen is that I bet you'll see there will be no 16, except for maybe the older models. It'll start at 32. Well, remember that we did still have some eight uh, gig models out there for the, for the really, you know, for, for the free with the subsidized plan. Um, so 60 might survive a little bit longer than you might think, just, just so that Apple can, can, uh, both cut cost and maintain the perceived value of the, of the higher models. I'm just glad to finally have 128 gig option on an iPhone. I can't get the six because I'm under contract for another year on, on my five S, but, uh, I've been wanting a 128 gig, uh, uh, phone for a long time. So I can put more music on it. You'll notice famously the 160 gigabyte iPod Classic is now history. Yes, it is. And that's okay. That is okay. 
easy for you to say. Yeah, that's it. It's gone. It's done. It's gone. Yep. It's gone like there. They finally took care of it. I still think it's not enough. You know, like people like Kirk McElhern, it's not enough. Uh, the, what, the 128? Yeah. He's yeah, going to well, need 256 minimum. Well, and by the time Apple has 256, you might need 512. It, it's, you know, it, it's true. I got into an extended Twitter conversation this morning with someone who could not understand why Apple would um, would release the iPhone 6 and an iPhone 6 Plus without also releasing something along the lines of an iPhone 6 Nano, which would be the four inch factor form factor, because because they they can put a, an iPhone 4S in their pocket, but they can't they uh, don't believe that they're going to be able to put a six in their pocket. And why would Apple possibly do that? Mm, yeah. Apple can't be all things to everyone. And there's going to be times when, um, when what Apple's doing doesn't quite meet a particular person's particular and specific needs. And remember too, there is an iPhone five S for sale for $99. Now next year, in theory, that becomes a free iPhone. So I suppose Apple could consider some kind of mini version next year. If there's high demand for it, it'd be like, an iPhone 6C or something, multicolors and smaller screen or something. I'm just guessing. I have no idea. Yeah, I think that Apple's going to have... I think that coming a year from now, that Apple is going to want to upgrade the four-inch form factor. You know, that Apple didn't do so this time, I think is more a product of needing to make sure that the large screen rollout was the focus and to make sure that they can get everything that they need done on the, uh, uh, on the uh, uh, logistical side, in other words, manufacturing, and also to make sure that the focus is on fulfilling the pent-up demand for a large screen iPhone, which there is a lot of pent-up demand. But I think come a year from now, we're going to want to, we're going to see something along the lines of, you know, iPhone seven nano as this uh, person that I was talking to on Twitter would, might, might think of it. Nano, nano, Brian Schaffer of the Mac observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the tech night. I live. GCN proudly sponsored by unseennow.com. Find out how to stop big brother in his tracks at unseennow.com. This is GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. 
Next to water and food, you need a safe, storable fuel supply for your preparedness needs. Spare fuel is the answer. Spare fuel can be used in any gas-powered vehicle or generator. Spare fuel is perfect for any unforeseen out-of-gas emergencies. Unlike gasoline, spare fuel is safe to store with your other supplies, and it can be stored for many years. Go to GetSpareFuel.com for special pricing. That's GetSpareFuel.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of HB extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. And once again, as I say, if you need a smaller iPhone this year, the 5S is a perfectly good model. $99 and for the 32 gigabyte version, it's only $50 more. The step up is not that expensive. It's still a pretty fast, pretty good phone. It has a lot of the features that people need. Still got the Touch ID, so there's no reason not to have it there. And as I said, if it sells really well, Apple could consider that as next year's alternative because then the manufacturing of the 6 and the 6 Plus being 6S and 6S Plus, we presume, 
will be quite efficient. Then they can go back and if there's a need, get on a four inch version. Yeah. But that would be the $99 phone. I mean, it's smart to take multiple form factors or something. Look what Apple did with the 5C and the 5S. And you notice the 5C is still there. Mm-hmm. It was not discontinued. And it's pretty clear from what Tim Cook said, it wasn't a failure. It did what it was supposed to do and succeeded. Of course, the yeah. industry doesn't know what it's supposed to do because they can't read Apple. Yeah, the the, the, the iPhone 5C was by any measure a a success pundits pundits even like me i I like to think that i'm all fair-minded and that i'm objective and maybe i'm more fair-minded than some and more objective than some but the reality is is that all of us project uh whatever our own little quirky outlooks on life are onto how we look at these things iphone 5c was did did just fine it did what apple wanted Mm mm-hmm I think next year you'll see a little bit more variety because they need to offer the three sizes. Now, do you think there's going to be a sizable demand for the 6 Plus? Obviously, in Asia, there will be because that kind of form factor is really huge. Here, it's not convenient because of the fact that your jeans got to be pretty wide to get that thing in there. Yeah. So again, Dave Dave uh, spent some time with him at the uh, uh, media event. And the six plus fit in his pocket, but wouldn't with a case. Plus, I don't think he sat down. And don't you know, sit down; it's going to hurt. It, it, well, it could. Uh, my, my point being that, that I don't think he tested it sitting down. But he he made the observation that, that he didn't think there was a, a a pair of woman's pants on the planet that would hold it because women's pockets do tend to. You know, we're boys, right? Our pockets need to be able to hold rocks and toys and frogs and and gadgets and all kinds of things. And women's pockets do tend to be smaller. The six plus isn't going to fit in in anyone's pocket or most people's pocket, especially with a case. But some people are going to w- want to be willing to carry it. Some people who already carry uh, an iPad mini with them or like me, I carry my iPad Air everywhere. I always have that thing with me and I'm quite comfortable carrying it. To, to actually answer your question, the six is going to be the biggest seller. The six plus is going to be a, a big seller, but it won't sell anywhere near as many units as the six. But it will open up markets that Apple hasn't reached. And then, of course, as I mentioned with a previous guest, Adam Inks, and that is Samsung's argument in favor of their products has just gone out the window. I wrote about this months ago. I asked the question, what is the Android world going to do when Apple takes away the only advantage that it has? And that time has come. That one advantage was big screens. Apple has eradicated that. Samsung got extraordinarily lucky. Finding, you know, they throw so much spaghetti at the wall looking for the one, the one strand that's going to stick. And the one strand that is stuck was the, the large screens. And Samsung has is, is released this. Did you see the new commercials they released? I heard of them. I never watched them. They're, Deliberately do not watch them. If, yeah, and they're, they're not good. Samsung's marketing messages is utterly confused. And they're trying to somehow make it an advantage that Apple is late to, to this particular game, which is true. But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. The point is that that that, that is no longer a game. That ship has sailed. You can argue it till the end of time. Like somebody was trying to take a 4.7-inch Nexus phone from Google from two years ago and say, see, it's just as good as the iPhone 6 Plus or the iPhone 6. No. Yeah. Well, maybe the Apple has a more elegant interface and all this. And I started reading it and said, well, okay, what about processor performance? 
not just Camera. raw specs, processor performance. I mean, remember that the A7 processor was faster than all the other smartphones when it came out. Now we have one that's 25% faster in normal processor functions, supposedly 50% faster in graphics. And, you know, they're keeping up or moving past where the other people are right now. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the mobile world is actually, is absolutely playing catch up to Apple and the, the processor space, which is really funny to a longtime Apple watcher like me. You just, it's, it's hard to think of Apple being the leader in processor design. And yet Apple is the leader in mobile processor design at the very least. On top of that, you've got the motion coprocessor. You've got the form factor itself. You've got the the tight integration. You've got the operating system, and you've got the the new uh, the new lens. Not just the the uh, image, the optical image stabilization, but the the lens itself with its with its better aperture. I mean, Apple is killing it. It's killing it with this thing. Let's move to one topic before we let you leave. Very fast topic here. If you go to MacWorld.com. You may not know what's going on. And what's going on is the print version will disappear after the November issue. A number of your favorite staffers, people who've been on here, Dan Morin, and of course, Dan Frakes, people like that, are not going to have any jobs anymore. They're gone. They're history. They're relying now just on mostly contributing people, freelancers. Yeah, uh, Chris Breen is is the biggest name that's left, and you know Chris Breen is a friend of mine. I I, I love him dearly. He is an amazing individual. There are a lot of really good people that were let go. It is, I, I I tend to be the kind of person that that wants to hold on to the good things, and print magazines are one of those good things. Yeah, but the reality is, it's becoming harder and harder to compete with with digital distribution, not only in terms of expense, but even, uh, even uh, the, the features and capabilities. And, you know, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me as well as Apple is doing. It does not surprise me that a print magazine like Macworld is going to go. And I would imagine that there will be other magazines that follow along behind it. I wonder how long Mac life will exist, but let's make a point too. According to the report I read in the New York Times in their media section about Macworld, now remember here, 70 million-odd Mac users, maybe 75 million right now, 135,000 subscribed to Macworld. 135,000. That's nothing. Mm -hmm. The original Mac magazine, 30 years around, 135,000 out of 70 or 75 million Mac users. And that answers the question. There's no demand for it anymore. And there's no sense putting money into that anymore. And so they made a logical business decision. From a personal standpoint, well, I knew a lot of the people there. I'm somebody who used to write for Macworld. And so I understand how bad it was. And I got caught up in another merger. I switched on to Mac user like two, three months before that company, Ziff Davis, folded Mac user and sold it to Macworld. So I yeah. got stuck. I was screwed. And back in the day, I I preferred Mac user. It was it was sad to see Mac user be the one that went away. But you know, since then, Macworld magazine is Macworld magazine has always been uh, an integral part of the Mac community. And hopefully, hopefully, Macworld.com 
which is the site of the online magazine, will be able to continue to uh, fulfill that role. It still has some good people. A lot of, uh, as you said, a lot of good people were let go, and uh, it's just horrible. And you know, one of the one of the biggest things that stinks about this is that Macro Labs is going away, and Macro Labs did a lot of testing. Brian Chaffin, where can we find more of the stuff you do? I am at MacObserver.com and GeekTells.com, T-E-L-L-S. You can find us at TechNightOwl.com. On Twitter, we are TechNightOwl. Sometimes you hear me also on the Craig Crossman Computer America radio show, where I am a special correspondent. We also have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And if you remember this week on the Paracast, we've got somebody by the name of Dr. John Alexander. And he was fictionalized in part in composite in that movie with George Clooney, Men Who Stare at Goats. He's one of the people, really, at Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. Here on the Tech Night Out Live, Brian Chaffin, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.